welcome to Trek Companion. This is episode 288. I'm your host, Brian Williams. I am Adam Caesar. I'm Stephen Embry. And today we're going to be discussing Star Trek Discovery's fourth season episode, But to Connect. Here we go. But to Connect, Season 4, Episode 7, original release date, December 30th, 2021. Directed by Lee Rose, written by Terry Hughes-Burton and Carlos Sisko. Guest cast include Ian Alexander as Gray Tall, David Cronenberg as Dr. Kovic, Sean Kyle as Ron Tarka, Chella Horsdahl as Tarina, Fumzil Sitol as Nadoye, Annabelle Wallace as Zora, Andreas Apergis as Guardian Z, Nicole Dickinson as Orion Delegate, Alex McCuyi as Lee Yu, and Giovanni Spina as Provost Stakira. With Discovery still undergoing repairs as a result of its mission to the subspace rift, Paul Stamets and Edrell Tall analyze the data from the energy particles that the DMA left behind when it transversed the galactic barrier and entered our galaxy. Zora calculates the coordinates for species 10-C, the name Starfleet assigned to the DMA's elusive creators, but refuses to divulge the information in an effort to protect the crew from danger. Meanwhile, Federation President Rohulki hosts an assembly that includes representatives from all four quadrants on what actions to take to confront the DMA. Our shield technology could provide protection during a non-aggressive first contact. And if they respond with aggression themselves, we need to be prepared. The Federation recently reminded my people that we need not fear the unknown, and we cannot presume ill intent. We would consider extending that same courtesy to Species 10C. I believe we must. Too many lives have been lost already. We cannot be reckless. But to connect, the episode in which we learn that a thousand years into the future, they haven't learned the lessons of the 1980s Terminator franchise. <laughs> I think it's Adam's start. Adam, why don't you kick us off? Well, first off, I mean, I like this episode. There is a lot. I, I kind of feel like there's a lot going on in this episode. Um, it's not really, it's not action-y. There's no action sequence. There's no, you know... It, there's some drama in it, but it's just, it, there's a lot going on. You know, we get a lot about, um, you know, Zora, you know, um, is she a life form? Is she not? Is she going to stay on um, Discovery? And then on the other end of it, it's like, you know, you have this conflict between Burnham and, um, you know, what to do with the DMA, um, you know, how to approach it. They're, they're having that debate. Should we attack it and destroy it? Or, you know, should we try to make first contact? In a lot of ways, um, you know, I, I like that argument, you know, it's kind of goes to the core of like what Starfleet is and what it's been for all of us throughout, throughout, throughout the seasons and, and years and that kind of thing. And there's always kind of been this debate, you know, how far do you take things? And I, not like the way they did it, it did it in, in the show to kind of how to confront the DMA. Um, and, and obviously on the other end, you know, with Zora, it's, it's a question of, um, what is she, what, what is life? What is, what is a sentient being? And, I, I like the way they went about it. You know, it was kind of like group talk um, and they all kind of had to talk stamens into it. So those were my first impressions. I'm, I, like I said, I, I did like this episode. I, it's like I said, it's not an exciting episode, but I think a lot's going on in it and it, it gives you a lot of information. Steve, your first thoughts. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Like typically an episode like this with juggling a whole lot of things that, that's that some element of it would be an action 
kind of thing where there's some, you know, you're trying to get into a place or out of a place or get something done or whatever. But the, the, the kind of the A and B story are pretty much both uh, people talking about things, right? Which uh, given that, I think they did a reasonable job in keeping it interesting. It wasn't like I, I felt like I was just watching a, a legal battle that was just dialogue and blah, blah, blah. I mean, it was a lot of dialogue, but I, you know, overall, I thought it was kind of, it was interesting. And while we've seen a lot of these kind of things before, the notions of um, artificial intelligence and sentience and, you know, that kind of thing, I think it, it was, it was a little bit unusual how they handled it with uh, the uh, Zora. Uh, Zora and whatnot. And, uh, I, you know, so that, that was something a little different. And I, I think what was also interesting is that in one way, it's it felt like now, in the sense that you have this kind of two sides, you know, tribalism, dichotomy, back and forth, back and forth, yet you have, on the most part, people talking about things and people making an argument for one side or this side and going back and forth, and it didn't get, it didn't just, it wasn't like, you're right, I'm wrong, that's it, you know, and, until the end when obviously it's like we're going to take matters in our own hands and go blow this thing up, but... You know, I, I thought it felt relevant for now, and, and it was kind of a, a fresh take on the way they juggled these stories. And a lot of cases, especially with Discovery, you know, it's, I think, you know, a lot of, sometimes it can just be very action-driven. So I felt like this was a nice change of pace, um, especially from the light, you know, we had a lot of, a lot of that action-y in the last episode and the previous one, so... And yeah, you're right, Steve, there's a lot of dialogue and, but yeah, with the editing, they were able to edit back and forth and kind of make it interesting. You know, you had the, the editing, you know, with Burnham talking and then, you know, Stamets talking. So it, it the, yeah, it kept it a little, you know, it kept it more um, involved in, in the story. It was the rare episode where it really felt like they did have, you know, we'll get to what it's about later, but it, it really felt like they had a clear sense for the answer to that question. Um, they had a clear sense for how the A and the B storylines related to one another, whether you like them or not. You know, it's it is uh, it's refreshing to feel like they started it from the direction of what's this thing going to be about. I like the how our kind of default is respecting life, respecting uh, this new life form that Zora is. I, I like that. That's that's their instinctive direction that's their first start and we can certainly talk about how that connects to that the b storyline i can't help it but the part of there's always going to be a part of me that's like you know this doesn't make any sense the second she gives you the thing that can kill her you should push the button and kill her i can't help it i can't help it the truth is it seems to me it's pretty likely that humans will be killed by artificial intelligence well before this episode takes place right yeah i mean in the real world not in the star trek universe so um, maybe somebody someday somebody will be watching this episode right as the world is ending because the AI has come to just kill all the humans, you know, and they'll think, oh, that's ironic. And then they'll die. Did you like their kind of explanation at the end that she's not really artificial intelligence? Kind of. Yeah. Um, you know, in so much as we trust them to uh, follow through on their promise to someday make that short real show how we get to the future that is that short film in so much as we know that and we trust that they that they're gonna follow through on that promise i knew they weren't gonna kill her or take her away from the ship it's kind of like watching a prequel i know what you really enjoyed from those scenes brian i'm surprised you haven't even mentioned it yet 
Well, I was going to ask. I think this is his biggest role yes. in any of the episodes, right? Do, do, it certainly is. Part? Like when they were when they were uh, blocking out, you know, uh, setting the dates and stuff. I was like, "There's he, this is like a full time job for David Cronenberg." So now I'm almost I don't know because now I'm like, "Well, it's almost becoming a regular." Is he making any movies now or what? Right? You know, it's like you bring him on for a day. It's it's you know it's it, he lives in Canada. He's from Canada. Cool, fine. That's where they're shooting. You know, he's still making movies. You, he's a full-on freaking co-star in this episode. He's in every other scene, literally. <laughs> it's great to see him, but how many years has he got left to make movies? Let's you know, let's rein that in. Anyway, it's gotta, but it was it's, it was it's got to be tough for you, Brian. It's like you really want to see him <laughs> as much as you can in Discovery, but at the same time, you want to see more of his movies. So yep, it's, yep, it's yep. got to be a struggle for you every every time. It's gonna be an interesting fan letter to the. <laughs> I have my concerns. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's got a, he got a lot of lines to memorize. And it looks like he's going to be playing more of a role. It takes all day to shoot that stuff. Uh, from the previews. I mean, that, I mean, literally, that had to have been, this is probably, what, seven, eight days of shooting, probably? I mean, just over a week would be my guess. Well, I mean, you know, that all takes place in that, um, you know, that that ready room type place. You know, it's just, you know, it's all dialogue. I mean, it might have taken a week, but... At least it wasn't like difficult. It wasn't, there wasn't like difficult, you know, action shots or, you know, we got to do a trucking or, you know, it's all right there. Dialogue. It's, yeah, it's, it's dialogue. It's all pushed by dialogue. There's a little bit where when we see the the Federation, you know, the people that immediately talk about it, like um, the DMA, like it's hostile or the people that created it must have had hostile intent. I don't know. It's one of those other things where we saw how. We saw how much humans evolved from here, from our time to original series time. We see how much more they've evolved between original series and next gen. And it just seems like anytime there's somebody that just jumps to that sort of thought, it, it, it feels a little out of contact. It feels a little out of uh, the show. It doesn't feel quite right to me. It feels a little simple. And I think I'm always going to think that. I can dismiss book or just you know acting out in grief for his i i can dismiss that but everybody else i don't know it seems silly sometimes it seems silly it's like really that's your thought to go back to what something steve said um in his opening you know kind of like some of this kind of reflects what's going on you know initially when i was watching this you know you know they had the the general from earth there and i'm like oh that goes cool we've got earth back in and you know and the and their attitude is it hasn't changed from the first time we saw them last season it's like they're very um defensive and kind of like um let's strike first and i'm like oh, i'm kind of disappointed that they're representing earth like that but then i started well, after thinking she about just it said that they were joining up with titan they'd worked that out right they worked out those differences you know yeah yeah but, but but then i started thinking about it i'm like well our planet is kind of a warring kind of people so maybe mm-hmm. that's not quite out of had <laughs> a character for the planet earth <laughs> especially in, in you know today's times i liked how um when you know, you had uh, tall, both talls, um, coming to uh, kind of speak on behalf of Zora in the sense. And I like the notion of, I mean, it was a little obvious, but this notion of when Zora says something about being seen or whatever, obviously they're drawing a parallel there with with uh, the non-binary characters and whatnot. And, you know, having not been seen prior, you know, and then 
the the AI felt it had been seen by going through this exercise, as it were. So is is Gray kind of done for this season, or did they, um? Well, got the, I don't know. I guess the yeah, the notion was that Gray Tall was heading to Trill, but I guess we'll see where that goes. But. Yeah, the only kind of thing that I'm um, not Gray, but for Adrian, you know, I kind of hope that they're able to kind of maybe give her some space to kind of explore the Trill thing because they've kind of just left that. I mean, I know there's a lot kind of going on, but I at the end I'm like, is she still the Trill or is she not? Is it now and Gray? But then I'm like, well, that, when would that happen? But so maybe this will kind of give them a chance to kind of let that character grow a well, little bit Well, technically, more. Gray isn't. Gray is now a synth, right? Or whatever? Right. Yeah. Like Picard. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. they're evolved enough to say, well, Gray can still be a whatever you call the people that take care of the symbiotes or whatever, right? No, That's Guardian. Guardian. Right. Guardian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Guardian. Um, actually... Because Guardians, they're not joined, are they? That's right. Guardians, by definition, are not joined. I think they yeah, established okay. that in DS9, yeah. Yeah, okay. All right. Sure, sure. Yeah, all right. Well, that would be an interesting episode, um, joining a um, a trill with a um, synthetic. Well, I mean, how do we, how are we de- describe? Is, is she an android-like data, or is it, how are they describing Picard as a synthetic or android or... What's the, the term? Well, we've, I don't know, I've heard, seen all sorts of different words for it and writing about it, like synth. Um, I've also seen, what, a golem? I've seen that in writing as well, yeah. I think Greg goes by, at least I looked it up, the actor goes with uh, he or him or they, but not not she. The Tarka storyline, yeah, that's another thing too, like why can't, why can't the Federation say, all right, look, we're going to try the first contact. And if that fails, we got this thing from Tarka. We'll blow it out of the sky. Just give us a week, right? Something, you know, before we decide to take that action. Right, that was a little, why, why did it have to be so, it was very, it was know, forced. one or the I, other? I would agree with you. Yeah. yeah, I agree with you. It was forced. I guess I'm kind of thinking of the power structure as, as similar to like the United States, like the, the, the president would have the final say on what happens. So, But I guess that's not... Um, that's not the power she has as being the president of the Federation. Like they all have to like agree majority rule. Maybe they figured out by then that uh, having the president having that much power is not a good idea. <laughs> Maybe they learned that from the early 21st century. <laughs> uh, Zora's dreams. There's like an extra piece of hardware somewhere that has Zora's dreams. I, I thought that was, that was too much. That, they kind of lost me there. I'm like, Nope. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. It was a little bizarre. And that was, yeah, that was weird. Um, I actually thought that might be the moment where they show her in the future with this other, the, the short that we're talking about. Don't ask me why, but I'm like, well, maybe she's already gone to the future. And some, but I briefly thought that, that would have been kind of wild if they showed that. And Dora's like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah. But I kind of thought that might happen. I'm like, well, that might be a good spot to put that, put that no, in there. Then, 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 then stamps would be like, uh, where's the crew? <laughs> <laughs> uh, is this after the singularity where you decided to kill the crew because you could take care of the ship better without us? Is that what well, they, they could have explained it as, a, well, it could have been explained as a dream. Like she dreamed the whole thing. Uh huh. Who knows? But I guess we'll find out one way or another down the line. <laughs> Zora, what is your primary mission? Um, the the care and up upkeep of discovery, 
even if that means eliminating the carbon-based life forms infesting Star Trek Discovery. <laughs> Discovery. <laughs> All right, what is this episode about? What Steve was mentioning early on, you know, they're kind of on the nose with what they're trying to say here, um, and that's fine, and I think they did a good job with it. I mean, on one hand, they're, they're exploring what life is. You know, what is sentient life? You know, what is artificial life? You know, they go a little... That's the question here, you know, at the beginning of the episode, we all kind of, we all understand from, you know, previous episode that Zora is a life form. She's, you know, artificial intelligence. She's part of this sphere data and, and discovery. We don't really know what she is, but we're, we're interested in this kind of new, you know, the ship being kind of alive. And that's kind of what they're going, the road they're going down. Um, so and I, and I like the way they did it. And, you know, this is a subject we've seen a lot in Star Trek over and over again, and, and we'll continue to see it because it's a good, it's a good thing to talk about. It's a good thing to debate about, like, what is life and, and, and what is sentient life? Um, what I liked about what they did here is they did it in a kind of a different fashion. It was just, it was like a group, it was, it's almost like a, a meeting of the minds, a group speak, you know, they're all kind of sharing ideas back and forth. So to me, that was a little bit different as opposed to like, you know, the trial trial format that we've seen, you know, measure of a man or, or, or other episodes. So I think they did a good job discussing that and, and, and relaying that point of what they're, they're trying to say. And then on the other side, it's, it's almost like black and light, black and white, you know, what, what are your values? Do we, are we going to be understanding and compassionate and try to, and try to reach out to another, another being to find common ground or are we going to use the information that we have, which is limited, and um, strike? So it's that it's kind of an age-old question, and you're just like, how do you handle things? Do you handle things hostily, or do you handle things diplomatically? I think I think it goes. It also goes in that it's this kind of direction of the notion of um, two two sides acting on good faith, you know, as opposed to like a a hostile head-to-head, just whoever can take the power in the quickest way possible it's this notion of a, a dialogue a um let's talk about the the merits of this notion versus another and we come to a conclusion and back that idea but we're acting in good faith and that that also comes in play with um you know in the a story with um the trust going both ways that they mentioned that you know if, if you if we're if you're trusting if we're trusting you with this you know to you know, being, you know, our side or acting in good faith, you're trusting us to make the right decisions based on the information with Zora and all of that. So I think that's, I think that's another layer that they add to this in these stories. All right, let's do six degrees for butt to connect. Steve. Yep. Pumzail Sitol plays General Nadoye. We last saw Nadoye in Discovery's third season as Captain Nadoye. And how many episodes of season three did Nadoye appear? Jeez. Oh, uh, two. It was one. The only the only only episode was People of Earth. Thanks for giving me a chance to steal. <laughs> that was too easy. I wasn't gonna give you a chance on that. I was say three. Who <laughs> says all? How all many? Thirteen or whatever. <laughs> oh man, there was in all of these episodes. All right. Well, in two weeks we're gonna be back, and uh, we're gonna be back to our normal uh, format where we discuss two episodes of Discovery at a time. There are six episodes left for Discovery's fourth season, so that means in we've only got uh, three episodes left 
to finish out Discovery's fourth season. I think we have a plan of what we're going to do after that, but we'll talk about that next time. So, uh, thank you so much for spending half an hour with us. <laughs> you can spend, send us an email, trekcompanion at gmail.com. Our Twitter handle is at trekcompanion. And until next time, take it easy. Bye, guys. See ya. They found a pasta.